What's up, everyone? Welcome to the It's Super Effective, a Pokemon podcast panel. If I'm making eye contact with you, it's because I can't really see your faces because the lights are really bright. So don't take that as me staring you down. My name is SBJ. I'm the host and creator of the Pokemon podcast. There's a slide that, there we go, okay. So, how many of you guys have heard of It's Super Effective? Whoa, way more than I thought. Okay, cool. If you haven't heard of the show, uh, it is a Pokemon podcast that happens every single Monday. Uh, you can find it in iTunes, on Google Play, and Stitcher, on SoundCloud, hence the links up there. So, that being said, uh, It's Super Effective has been around for over six years now, and it's had more than 200 episodes, so plenty of content. The older, the older episodes that exist are way worse than the new episodes, so keep that in mind. Um, and then we, we have had some really cool guests on recently. We've had the Jay Wits, which I'm sure you guys know from YouTube. We've had Dan Reichert from Giant Bomb, and we've also had WWE superstar Xavier Woods uh, on the show as well, all to talk about Pokemon or their lack of knowledge when it comes to Pokemon. So today, we are going to be talking about Pokemon Sun and Moon. Now, I always like to mention that I don't work for Nintendo or Pokemon or anything like that, so this is all somewhat speculation, somewhat, somewhat rumors, but also I did a lot of research of these new Pokemon. So if you don't want the new Pokemon spoiled, but Pokemon and Nintendo have been doing a really good job at showing you all the new Pokemon. I'm going to try to break down what these Pokemon are based off of, what their names are based off of, maybe try to blow your mind with a couple facts, uh, or at least some research. So then after that, because what happens is I usually blow through content too fast, we'll have a question and answers, and there's microphones there, so when we get to that, you guys can ask me questions and I will try to address them as best as possible. Uh, and then if you guys stay, I have free pins depending on what Pokemon Go team you're on. Uh, and I should have enough for everyone. I was really worried that this, well, the room's not completely full, but I was like, they gave me a really big room. Uh, so here we go. All right, the first Pokemon I have up is Comfey. Oh, also, by the way, I'm probably gonna slaughter these Pokemon names and say them wrong, uh, and that's all right, I guess. Uh, so, Comfey is a lei, uh, or a wreath if uh, you're not from Hawaii, but my notes here. Uh, what have I learned from this? So, leis are given because of love, because of honor, uh, because of friendship. They can also be given for a couple other reasons, but those are the main ones. Uh, leis can also be made from the hala fruit, which is one of the professors in the game, Professor Hala. So, look at that, references. Um, and then on May 1st every year, Hawaiians celebrate Lei Day. And I've learned from Wikipedia that Lei is never Lays. You don't add an S. It's just like a Pokemon name. You just don't add an S to it. Also, the Lays that are made from hollow fruit are said to be more connected to love, to desire, transition, and change. So uh, a Lei made with hollow fruit is a little more special than just a Lei made with flowers. So possible foreshadowing. Uh, Kreb, also some of these Pokemon I found zero information on. So some Pokemon I have like a lot of stuff to talk about, some I don't. Craballer is one that I don't have that much based off of. Uh, it appears to be based off the coconut crab. 
Crabowler's pincers can sometimes be torn off during fights, and those pincers are said to be quite delicious. Uh, this is one of the few Pokemon out of the 750 plus now that they've referenced that people can eat Pokemon. Farfetch was the first Pokemon in the Pokedex where people like to eat Farfetch. So Crabowler also fits under that, let's eat them. <laughs> Komala is a Pokemon that no one has ever seen awake. Uh, koalas in real life sleep 20 hours a day, so I guess, that's, I guess Pokemon did their research too. Um, and then Komala is an actual word in Hindu that means, means calm or gentle. Uh, the, my research also found that they consider the log a pillow log. Uh, when I tried to research that, I just found stuff on Etsy's for pillow logs. So not sure if that's real or not, but uh, I couldn't find much on Komala after that. Uh, these two Pokemon are really cool. So Stuffle is the first one in an evolutionary line, and it evolves into Beware. But Stuffle is a Pokemon based on a teddy bear. It even has its little tag. You can't see it in this picture, but its little tag is on its butt. And uh, it actually hates being hugged or touched. Um, its tail and also beware, they resemble the red panda. They, I already said they're based off a of stuffed animal and I already, look, I'm getting ahead of myself. All right, so Stuffle hates being hugged and touched, whereas when we get to beware, uh, this Pokemon grows up and when it does hug, it can break you in two. <laughs> so I think that is intentional of this Pokemon not wanting to be hugged, not wanting to be touched, and then as it grows up, it now can seek revenge on the people who have tried to hug it. So it can break anything in two. Uh, Beware also shares the same with the red panda. If we break down Beware's name, we have bear, we have where, we have beware. Obviously it's probably out of all these Pokemon, the not the most creative name, but it fits. Also there's signs around the Alola region that uh, do state that Beware's are in this area and you probably shouldn't go there because it can crush you in half. Uh, Rockruff is one of the coolest Pokemon that I found stuff on. Uh, so Rockruff uh, howls at the sun when it goes down, uh, and that also means that it is close to evolving. Now we don't know what Rockruff evolves into yet. Um, it also will leave its trainer's side when it evolves, and then when it finishes evolving, it will come back. So it doesn't like to see, it doesn't like to be seen when it's evolving. Uh, then that kind of let me dig into some more research. Rockruff is actually based off a dog breed called the Spitz. Yes, uh, and Spitz are a, breed to no, are a breed that are known to have wolf-like characteristics. They also are uh, independent, they're suspicious. Uh, they have independence and suspiciousness, and they also are aggressive. Uh, Spitz are also one of the few dog breeds that can get rabies extremely easily. Uh, which I thought was interesting when I went through its Wikipedia page. Now, there are, like every dog breed, uh, there are a lot of dogs related to the Spitz, but with Rock, with Rockruff wanting to howl when the sun goes down, with it leaving its trainer's side when it's evolving, and with it having wolf-like characteristics, I'm led to believe that Rockruff is more of a were werewolf Pokemon instead of a dog Pokemon, um, just based on all that research up to that point. Uh, whether that's true or not, I'm not sure. I couldn't find rocks and wolves history 
kind of overlapping, but everything up to this point kind of leads, leads me to believe that uh, he could possibly evolve into a wolf. Uh, this line of Pokemon is not that interesting, um, but we have the entire line. So Grubbin uh, is based on a, a beetle, also known as a grub. It loves electricity. It can be found near power plants. Uh, it also evolves into the magic school bus. Um, Grubbin is actually a nine-pound bug, which I didn't put on the notes here, but it is pretty big. And then it evolves into charge bug. Looks like the magic school bus to me. Uh, this is considered the battery Pokemon. It stays immobile until it evolves, so it's just like Metapod and Kakuna. It cannot move at all. I'm assuming it knows the move Harden. It shares electricity with other Pokemon. This plays in effect with its evolution. Uh, and it's not really based off the magic school bus, but we can all dream. <laughs> and it evolves into Vikavolt, which is based on the stag beetle. Uh, Vika can mean flaw, it can mean malfunction, failure, or problem. I'm not sure if that actually will relate to this Pokemon since um, to me it looks like it doesn't have any problems or failures. It looks like exactly, it looks like it knows what it's doing. Uh, stag beetles are worth 2,000 bells in Animal Crossing. <laughs> and um, the, the Pokedex entry does state that if Vikavolt needs more power, it will actually pick up a charge bug and steal its electricity to help power it even further. Brushix is actually one of the most interesting Pokemon they have shown, even though it's probably one of the most scary Pokemon they have shown. So Brushix can be a co combination of Bruxium, Bruxium, Bruxism and fish. Bruxism is actually an excessive uh, teeth issue where people grind or clench their jaw. And 8 to 31% of all the general population have this issue. And some of that happens when you're sleeping or when you're awake. But um, there's your fun fact to tell everyone at lunch today that they could possibly have this, this mouth issue. Uh, it seems to be based off the real tiger fish. And the real tiger fish is the official fish of Hawaii as of 1985. But there were some issues with that. It ceased being the state fish in 1990 because a law expired. But in April 17th, 2006, a new bill was presented to reinstate the real tiger fish. So it is once again Hawaii state fish. And there's this really long word that I'm embarrassed to say here, but I'm going to try to do it. Wait, can we all do it together? All right. Okay, one, two, three. <laughs> Way better than I could do. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that's also what the real tiger fish could be called. Um, yeah, that's a big word. Brushes is really cool though, so I'm assuming that we'll, we'll see more of that just because it is the Hawaii state fish and Alola is based off Hawaii. Cutie fly, uh, the complete opposite of Brushix because it's adorable. Uh, it is based off the bee fly, which is also called the Bombalede. Um, it, just like bees, it collects nectar and po uh, pollen. It is also ca capable of detecting the aura of living plants, people, and Pokemon. Um, really couldn't find much on this, just like a normal bee, it collects nectar and pollen. There is a pretty 
Um, there's a theme throughout all these Pokemon that most of them can detect auras. Aura, that word is used a lot throughout all these new Pokemon, so a lot of smells and a lot of senses. Uh, speaking of smells and senses, Bonsweet is the next Pokemon I have here. It is a combination of Bounce and Sweet. It is based off the purple Mangosteen, uh, which is a tropical evergreen tree that then grows these fruit. Uh, it is actually, if you look at the fruit, it looks exact, exactly like a bon, a bon sweet. Only the white part of the fruit is edible. They don't reference people eating bon sweet, but they do reference Pokemon eating bon sweet. It is sometimes swallowed uh, by other Pokemon due to its aroma. And this fruit was brought to the U.S. in 2007, and fresh mango steen sold for almost $60 a pound when it was first introduced. It's been more common since, but... Uh, it's it's not a common fruit and I don't know I don't know if if you can walk into a store and find it now I would challenge you but apparently it's super sweet and super good so all right this is also these next two Pokemon have a lot of cool things about them I think a lot of people pass them up because they're considered the Donald Trump Pokemon I've seen that a lot uh, they are far from that and I'm here to change your mind so that's not brought up anymore so Young Goose is obviously based on a mongoose. Young plus goose, uh, that's how it gets its name. Uh, so a mongoose was featured in Sherlock Holmes. Uh, the book is called The Adventure of the Crooked Man. Now you're probably thinking, like, why am I bringing up Sherlock Holmes? What does this have to do with mongoose? Why is a mongoose in that book? That brings it to the evolution, which is really cool and really interesting, which is gumshoes, <laughs> uh, which is actually... A mongoose plus a detective, yeah. So, a lot, so some people looked at this and was like, oh, it kind of looks like Donald Trump. Uh, not really. Uh, the fur is actually designed to look like a trench coat. Uh, gumshoe actually means detective. Uh, that comes from a term where if a person is wearing shoes with gum bottoms, which is rubber, they could walk quietly. Um, and this is considered the stakeout Pokemon. So really, Gumshoes is designed to look like a detective. He's designed to look like he's staking out. He has a trench coat. His name is very clear of that. So more Sherlock Holmes, less Donald Trump. Not too much on Pika Peck or Pika Peck. Uh, it is based on a woodpecker, which is found mostly in North America and Canada. It is one of the most common woodpeckers. There is only one woodpecker that is more common than it, but that woodpecker is also endangered. Um, and that's really all I could find, nothing really interesting. It looks exactly like the uh, pelleted woodpecker. And they're not found in Hawaii, but uh, most of Canada and then most of East United States. Trampa has a lot going on for it, besides being uh, based off Falcor from The NeverEnding Story. Uh, it is similar to the Chinese dragon. Uh, Sun and Moon are going to be the first games to actually be released in the language of Chinese traditional, which is really cool. Putting the two names together, it looks like it's dragon plus grandpa. So yeah, Falcor, The NeverEnding Story. Falcor is also based off the Chinese dragon. These dragons are really popular with children. Uh, there are more people born in dragon years in the Chinese zodiac than any other year. And 
According to Pokemon.com, Drampa is especially gentle with children and will often appear at schools, parks, and where children gather. So I think this all kind of relates of more children being born in the Zodiac Chinese New Year or Chinese year and Grandpa or Drampa being friendly with children. Also, Falcor was the same, very friendly with, with children. All right, now we are on to Fomantis and Lurantis, this evolutionary line here. A lot of big words. Uh, it is based on an orchard mantis and an orchard flower. Yes, Fomantis is a nocturnal Pokemon. I think that plays pretty big into its evolutionary line. Uh, it is also the first uh, discovered orchid to flower at night instead of flowering through the day. It closes its petals during the day, opposite of most flowers. Orchid, yes. Uh, it, grew, it grows in New Britain, and it was first uh, discovered in 2011. First species consistently to flower during night, and that kind of leads into Lorantis. Now, obviously, Pokemon Sun and Moon, Sun and Moon theme, I would assume that we would see more Pokemon with evolving maybe during the day or at night. When I mentioned Rockruff, it seems that it evolves at night. Uh, not, not too much about Lorantis. It is said to be the most gorgeous of all grass-type Pokemon. I'm not sure about that because it kind of looks like a uh, like a popsicle stick, but <laughs> kind of like candy cane. I'm not sure. Uh, Lorantis is one of the totem po Pokemon found in the lush jungle. They didn't give more details of that. I know there are four islands, and then there's the fifth uh, man-made island in Alola. Uh, and Gumshoe is one of the other totem Pokemon, so that's what we have there. Next is Miner, which is the Meteor Pokemon. Uh, its name could be based off Mini, Meteor, or Junior. It actually has different colors because it has a gooey inside shell. So the colors could be pink, green, yellow, blue, or purple. Don't know if uh, that hasn't been shown in the game, but that is off Pokemon.com that it could be these colors. It's, um, meteors actually form in the stratosphere, and that is where Miner also forms. The stratosphere is the second major layer of the Earth's atmosphere, for those that didn't know that, because I didn't. And as of July 2016, the Meteorological Bulletin database has confirmed 1,147 meteor falls found around the world. So every time a meteor falls and is reported, they database that. So, so far, over 1,000 have been databased. All right, we have Mudbray, the donkey Pokemon, the My Little Pony Pokemon. So Bray is actually the sound of uh, the sound to describe a donkey, it's loud, it's harsh, and mud uh, would be based because Mudbray is a ground-type Pokemon. Uh, it, is, it was hunted to extinction in the Pokemon world and now is only found in Alola. So I don't know if people were hunting them to eat them or to wear them. I don't know why you would hunt a donkey, really. He's a little derpy looking. He evolves into Mudsdale which is the draft horse Pokemon based off a Clydesdale horse, uh, or those horses you see in Budweiser commercials. Uh, one kick from a Mudsdale can turn an entire car into scrap. 
It has excellent cinema and can continue on for the for three days and three nights, dragging over ten tons without resting. Uh, in real life, draft horses are also called cart horses or work horses or heavy horses. Uh, they are a large horse breed known to be working to be a working animal, and they do hard tasks such as plowing and other farm labor. So it does match up with what Mudsdale is based off of. He also has some sweet dreads going on, so can't fault him for that. I'm going to say this Pokemon's name wrong. I think this is Oricoro? Oricor? Orcorio. That sounds fancier. Uh, it is based on the Hawaiian honey creeper, which is a bird that feeds on nectar. And I did I put that it's a Hawaiian bird? Yeah, okay, I did. Uh, it can change form based off of what nectar it sips. Uh, and then we have the ballet style. We have sens sensu style. We have pom-pom style and powwow style, uh, which is just based off of flam a flamenco dancer, a Japanese fan dancer, which is also considered a traditional Japanese dance, a cheerleader, and then the hula dance. Uh, this is probably your, your farfetch, your chadot, your typical one bird that doesn't do much in Pokemon, but this one has fancy dances. All right, now we have Sandy Gas, uh, which has a lot about it. I think uh, it is the Sand Heap Pokemon. It is a combination of Sandy and Gas. Gas actually means evil spirit, and I got some fun facts about that. All right, so in HP Lovecraft's Dreamland, Gast is a race of creature. In the original Justice League of America comic book, uh, the third of Demons 3, not sure what, I'm not sure what that is, uh, but they were known as Gast. In Dungeons and Dragons, a stronger breed of ghouls is known as Gast. In RuneScape, an MMORPG, uh, Gast is a ghost-like creature in that game. And then finally, Gast is a ghost-like creature. Oh wait, I have two more. Gast is a creature found in a game called Minecraft. I'm sure some of you heard of that. And finally, a ghost-like Pokemon foe in the Final Fantasy series is also called a Gast. So Pokemon finally got on the Gast bandwagon and brought us this pile of sand. Uh, grabbing a shovel will make you fall under its control, so don't do that. Uh, it can also use a branch, a flag, or any other item in place of the shovel if it's lost it. And then in Alola, it is considered a test of courage to stick your hand through the gaping hole inside of Sandy Gas's mouth. Probably wouldn't recommend that. It evolves into Palosand, which is the sandcastle Pokemon. It could mean palace plus sand, or it could be a pun on pile of sand. Not sure which one, but it's a freaking sandcastle. <laughs> Look at how cool it is. Uh, it's also said that the shovel on top of its head is used as a radar to detect uh, humans and other Pokemon nearby. Palosand has brought us probably the greatest official Pokemon art in the world, <laughs> which is it eating Pikachu. I don't think Nintendo or Pokemon are ever going to put out better art than that. Uh, we have Pukamuka. Pukamuku. 
which is the sea, sea cucumber Pokemon. It is a combination of puke, cucumber, and mucus. Uh, when puka muka uh, hates having their spikes stepped on or their mouth touched, so if you do so, it will hurl out its insides to attack you. There's actually a trailer that Pokemon did put out that shows like a white hand coming out of Puka Muka's mouth. And it does have an ability called, I think, Inside Out, which is its, in, Inwards Out, which is its first, first time we've had that ability. Uh, Tapu Koko, Koko, yeah, the land spirit Pokemon. It is based off a totem pole and possibly a rooster. I'll get to that. Um, it is Hawaiian for sacred or holy, and Koko is Hawaiian for the sound that chickens make. It is also the guardian deity of Melame Island. I'm not sure which island that is on the map, but it is the guardian of that. And in Japanese, Koki Koko uh, means cockadoodle doo. So there's your totem rooster. It's what we've all asked for. Uh, here's your Pikachu wannabe of Generation 7. Uh, Togimaro, Togidimaro. It is the roly-poly Pokemon, which means short and plumpy and pudgy. Uh, also, if you search for roly-poly, you get a lot of pictures of bugs. So if you don't like bugs, don't do that. Uh, it is based on a hedgehog. The Japanese word for tog means thorn or spine. Uh, denke, which means electricity, and maru means round. So uh, the Japanese transla translation literally means thorned and round. He's a hedgehog. Not as cool as Sonic, I guess. Maybe. Sonic's not that cool. Wimpod. Oh, I like, I upset people. <laughs> Hey, I played the new Sonic. I looked at the new Sonic game on the floor. It's, it looks really cool. Uh, Wimpod is the turntail Pokemon. It means wimp plus pod. Pod is another word for foot, actually. So I learned something new there. This Pokemon is considered a coward. It's also a scavenger, so it will eat literally anything, including trash. Uh, this poke, this, the Latin word. Um, oh, I already said that. Pretty much pod comes from a Latin word meaning ped, uh, and it also comes from a Greek word uh, meaning pod, which both mean foot. Uh, this Pokemon has an ability called Wimp Out, uh, which if this Pokemon's HP drops below half in battle, it will run away or swap out with another Pokemon. Yeah, don't step on him either. All right, now we have Wishy Washy which is uh, based on Pacific Sardines. Uh, it has two forms. It has a solo form and a school form. Once it gets to a certain level, that level has not been stated yet, it can use an ability to uh, call more wishy-washy to evolve into its school form, which is based off a submarine. Uh, Wishy-washy's school form is able to fire fish-like torpedoes at its opponent, and its ability is called schooling. Uh, so yeah, not much, not much else about this. I have a couple more things. Uh, wishy-washy is a combination of wishy-washy, which in Japanese means frail and sardine. Under certain conditions, schooling will transform wishy-washy's solo form into its school form. Schooling appears to transform 
um, only in battle and at a certain level. Uh, it appears to undo its transformation after the battle is done. So it's not, this isn't its evolution, it's just what its ability makes it do. Oh, my thing broke. There we go. Turtonator, which means turtle plus detonator. Uh, this was actually just shown a couple weeks ago at, at GamesCon. Uh, it's based on a Matamata, however you want to say that, or all those pronunciations slash hyphens slash no hyphens are the correct way. It's, uh, that's a type of turtle found in Brazil, if I'm not mistaken. South Africa, yep. It is a, based off a freshwater turtle Pokemon. Turtonator, though, lives uh, in volcanoes, feeds on sulfur and other materials, and it will camouflage itself uh, near that, those areas and wait for Pokemon, and when they come, it will explode. It is like an electrode, but with legs. All right, I got one more new Pokemon left. Save the best for last. Uh, Mimikyu, which is the disguise Pokemon possibly meaning mimic plus you, as it can mimic you. Uh, it will, it's actually weak to sunlight. Again, another thing to point out in sun and moon where, sun and moons. Uh, so it's weak to sunlight. This is why it wears its costume. Um, it decided that because of the 20 years of Pikachu merchandise, that it would be best suited to mimic a Pikachu and doing so, it wanted to meet friends and people. So out of all the Pokemon, Mimikyu understands, I'm not, I'm not making this up, this is off Pokemon's website. It understands how popular and how well Pokemon merchandise sells, especially Pikachu. So that is why it looks like a Pikachu. Uh, there's a lot of meta references there. Uh, it is a, and uh, it's a lonely Pokemon, that's why it wants to make friends and other people. Uh, it, is all, it also has an ability called the Disguise ability, which allows it to escape from an enemy's attack just one time, and then its appearance will change. So we haven't seen what it can possibly change into, or if it can mimic other Pokemon, but it can mimic Pikachu all, its, all at once, because it's really cute. This is more like similar to Wobbuffet, where like the, the big blue part of Wobbuffet is actually the dummy, and Wobbuffet is actually the tail. I don't know if you guys knew that. Uh, whereas Mimikyu is the bottom part and he's holding Pikachu's tail as a staff. Uh, it's not actually a tail, he's actually holding a stick that looks like Pikachu's tail. And that's it. That is all the new Pokemon shown besides the two legendaries. I didn't do any Alolan Pokemon because we don't know much about those besides they look different and they have different types and abilities. Uh, Sandshrew looks like an igloo. So we can do some questions and answers. There are two microphones here if you wanted to stand up and ask something. And we can go from there. I'm gonna take a drink as that happens. Water. It's really tall. Yeah, that's a great question. And so 
For this, actually, this took me several hours to put together just because I wanted to make sure that I had something of relevance or I could blow your mind with a couple things, and hopefully I did that. Uh, Bubblepedia is a great resource. Wikipedia is a great resource. But actually just trying to break down the names and just searching those names apart. Uh, so with, with like Rockruff, Bulbapedia said, hey, it's based off this Spitz. But then when you go to the Spitz page on Wikipedia, there's so much more information. And you break that down, and you can see that it's like, oh, there's wolf-like characteristics. Oh, like rabies. And then you just kind of go down this rabbit hole of like, this is possibly what it could be referencing. And then it's just like a lot of Googling just the name, like Kamala. Like, that's an actual word. And so yeah. you have to skip page one of Google and keep like going through and see if it generates everything. And sometimes I just break the Pokemon's name in half and just search for that part of the name and then the end part of the name and see what that brings up. Um, it's just kind of hard because there's not a lot on these new Pokemon, so everything's just kind of like, ah, it looks like this animal in real life. So yeah, that's, that's where I go. With the older Pokemon, it's a lot easier to find like more lore about it, more history about it, and stuff like that. Thank you. Thank you. Hello. Hi. Hello. What's your name? Hi. I should probably be asking that. <laughs> Zach. Tony. Tony. Yeah. All right. Glad we got there. All right. What's your question? All right. So I was kind of wondering, uh, were you at Pokemon Worlds over in San Francisco? I was not. The only Worlds I have been to is the 2011 one, which was in oh, San Diego. Right. Yeah. yeah, Worlds this, this year was invite only. And so yeah, since I wasn't yeah. competing, I didn't want to spend the money. Actually, yeah. Oh, yeah. But uh, how, um, what was your reaction to Worlds? What was your reaction to Worlds? Yeah, I saw the opening ceremonies to Worlds, and then I saw the finals. And I actually thought out of all the finals in the past couple of years, this year's was kind of boring. Um, Wolf went to time the first round. And that's not to discredit. They're amazing players. They're super fantastic. Uh, but just because like the Super Bowl is happening doesn't mean that football game is actually going to be good. Uh, and I thought the same with Worlds. Just Worlds could be great and spectacle, but the matches themselves were kind of boring and kind of slow. Uh, that's not to discredit how great of players they were. I just thought it was very slow. And I'm really excited for the new format with Sun and Moon. I think that's a great time for new players to jump on the competitive scene if they wanted to participate. Uh, and the trading card game is always what it is. It's, it changes quite frequently. So uh, I thought that was fine. But as for the video game itself, I just... Wished it could have been a little more exciting. There was no moment where I was like, yeah, that's, that's something to remember. It was just like, okay, yeah, these are good, solid matches, but not memorable. Do you want to check out the Pokemon stream? I didn't. I didn't see any of the Pokemon coverage. Oh, I was on stream that time. <laughs> awesome. Congratulations. How do you do? So close to the top 64. All right. That's pretty good. Cool. Thank you. Hi. What's your name? Diego. What's up? What's your question? Uh, what star are you picking? Starter, oh, that's so tough. I'm a huge cat fan, so like I gravitate towards Litten. But then with all the Populo hate, and the more I look at Populo, he's real cute. Uh, so I think my final decision uh, between either Litten or Populo will be based off of what their final evolutions look like, which we haven't seen yet. Yeah, I saw those. I'm not sure how much I believe of those, but uh, they're cool. They're cool regardless. They predicted a lot of stuff with Moral and uh, Alone Yeah. Cool. Thank you.
All right, how's it going? Hi, uh, I'm Stockman. Um, so I'm curious how you've been preparing like your games for Sun and Moon. Like, have you been like building teams in like Warlock or like Wine or like, reading Warlock? Uh, I haven't been preparing in that way of like breeding or preparing teams, but I have been organizing my Pokemon bank yeah. to get it ready. Like that's my big thing is making sure like these are all the Pokemon that I've gotten from other people and I don't want them touching my Pokemon. And then these are all my legendary Pokemon and these are my event Pokemon. And then I'm right now I'm trying to break them down into like here are all my ghosts, here are all my grass. So that's how I've been preparing for it. Um, I might now that kind of everything has died down, I might pick up either red, blue, or yellow on the eShop and just kind of play through that just because I want to see how that transfer mechanic works when Sun and Moon comes out. So that's probably my next plan in the next, I think we're like 69 or 70 days away from Sun and Moon at this point. But yeah, great question. Mario, what's up? You want some Dizzy Pokemon coming? Well, so, so it looks like a block that was from a volcano. Uh-huh. You already know the lore. Got volcanoes going, got Hawaii. Okay. Yeah, what do you guys, you guys all want to see like a Dizzy Pokemon? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, a rock as well. Awesome, cool. Thank you. Hi. Oh, that's a good question. Sun or moon? I am probably going to get sun because I like that, that lion on the cover. What about you? I'm going to <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's see which one's going to win here. So cheer if you're getting sun. All right. Cheer if you're getting moon. Oh, man. Yes, moon. Cheer if you're getting both. All right. All right. Looks like moon still wins, but that's exciting. Hi, how are you? Oops. You just steal the mic. Um, I am great, first off. But what is the darkest Pokemon in your opinion? Like darkest is like evil? Yeah. Hmm. Pikachu. <laughs> uh, if you saw that picture of uh, Palosand, he looks pretty menacing. Um, hmm. Alolan Rattata. Uh, Darkrai is, uh, he's alright. There's a joke on my show where we always say Darkrai is Darkrai because of the uh, really bad anime movie, uh, which has zero plot. If you go back and watch it, that movie has no plot. Uh, it's really bad, but somebody gets turned into a licking tongue, or no, a licky licky, and that makes the movie itself worth it. Um, 
Spirit Tomb's pretty evil, from what I remember. So is Gengar has a real menacing smile. Hypno's just creepy. <laughs> I would say Drowsy's creepier though, just because like he let himself go. He doesn't have the little he's the snout. Uh, I would probably go with Spirit Tomb though. Oh yeah, Drifloom takes kids into into the clouds and they never come back. Yeah, that's pretty scary too. There's a lot of we can go down this long rabbit hole of spooky Pokemon. But what's yours? Do you have a Pokemon that you're scared of? I think that's Darkrai. <laughs> yeah, that's Darkrai. He's the greatest. Yeah. I sleep with a nightlight because of Darkrai. <laughs> Hi. Hi there. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. Good. All right. So first, I've got I've got about three questions. One's gonna be just a general Pokemon question. Okay. Yeah, the Battle Royale is the one versus one versus one versus one, uh, which people have kind of been doing for years now on their own. Uh, I, as, as for popular, I think it will be popular, but I don't know if it's going to be like the gimmick of this generation and something they don't move forward with on uh, Generation 8 or future games. You look at something like triple battles and rotational battles, or even like horde battles and sky battles, and they didn't seem to really hold that much weight. Uh, I think, though, competitive-wise, it would be really interesting to see, and the only way that it would gain, gain traction is if Pokemon made it an official like side tournament at a Nationals or a Regionals or a Worlds. I would, and that's, that's probably why double, I, I think double battles is more fun than single battles, but you see so many people that are like, I'm single battles only. But double battles is your official way for Regionals, Worlds, Nationals. I would love to see them one year going, all right, this is our double ba battle like bran branch, and we're going to have a champion for double battles, but like, why aren't they doing, like, here's our single battles, and then here's our triple battles. It, I don't know if they just don't see a lot of people playing those. I'm sure they know exactly how many people are playing rotational battles. It's like three. Um, but that's not to say they're not fun. You just don't see it as often. So I hope that with the Battle Royale, it is popular because I think it is more interesting than rotational, more interesting than sky and stuff like that. So I would be very curious. It's also a great way of being like, all four of us can play. But now if you have a fifth friend, they're kind of the fifth wheel. So <laughs> maybe we'll get to six or seven people battling in the future. But I'm excited for it. I don't know how serious Pokemon will take it, though. They get off easy. Uh, so we record usually Sunday mornings, and it's me and then Travis and Will. They're the quote-unquote A team. And then if any reason they're sick or they can't do it, I bring in B team, which is uh, Micah and Logan. And they're all great, and they're all fantastic. And 
I couldn't ask for like better co-hosts because they're just like reliable. Like the show would fall apart if they just said, "Hey, like last minute I can't do it," and then all of a sudden, like who am I going to grab? So they're all super reliable, really easy to get. As for preparation, nope, they just show up, and I tell them I lay out the the show, and I kind of like that format because it lets us go a little off topic or down these rabbit holes of like. Complaining about Pokemon Go or not complaining about Pokemon Go or praising Pokemon Go. I feel like that's the, been the topics. Uh, it's, if you listen to the show, some weeks we love it, some weeks we don't. But they just show up and they record. And I really, it, it sounds like I don't know anything sometimes when it comes to the show because I'm always asking all these questions. Like, am I like, Travis, what ability is this? I know what it is. But I want to make sure that like Travis talks and he has time and like that's his moment of is like he's very competitive battling and Will is very like, He's old, so he's been around, so that's what, the, well, that's what Will brings. Uh, they're all great, but yeah, they just show up, we record, and then I cut and edit everything afterwards, so they get, they get off very, very easy. Okay, all right. Uh, and then my final question for you. I don't know if you remember your top 10 off of the Kickstarter podcast. Oh, I do. So, can you give me the number one Pokemon you would have taken off that list, and what you would have I know there was a big Omanite thing yes. that happened, and uh, I know we wanted to replace it with, like, Arfetch, is that the Yeah, so for those that haven't listened, we, we did a Kickstarter, like, two years back, and one of the things of the Kickstarter was they would get an exclusive episode, and we recorded that, which ended up being uh, us bringing ten different Pokemon that we loved, and then smashing this list together, and then bringing that back down to ten. So it was very cutthroat uh, of like, this is why I want Gengar on the list, and this is why Victini shouldn't be on the list kind of thing. Uh, so it was a lot of back and forth. It was like three hours long. And then eventually we released that to everyone because the Kickstarter backers were like, yeah, sure. Uh, and I think it's one of the best things we've ever produced. But the uh, I'm trying to think of what's on the list just so you guys who haven't listened to it. I think Chandelure, Vanillux, Ammonite, Victini, Gengar, Aegislash, who am I missing? Farfetch and Golduck. I might be missing one, but that's pretty much the list. And oh, and Meowth, yeah, yeah. I don't know why Meowth got on. I would, I would probably, I would have probably cut Meowth or Gengar. I think out of like other ghost Pokemon, Gengar. I just think there are way more other interesting ghost Pokemon than Gengar. Uh, Meowth was on the list because. Travis was a huge Meowth fan, and he related a lot to it in Mystery Dungeon, where Mystery Dungeon has you pick your personalities and stuff. And I think that's... I, Meowth being there makes sense, because I think it's cool when somebody who has played Pokemon for almost 20 years, they play this game, and then this game has given you a new love for a Pokemon. In that case, he never really liked Meowth until Mystery Dungeon said, hey, your life partner is Meowth. And then he related to that, and I think that's really cool. I did that with Ammonite, which was a huge debate. I always thought Ammonite was not that cool of a Pokemon. I always thought Kabuto was better. And in Red and Blue, that was like one of your first big decisions was, are you picking the dome or are you picking our Lord and Savior, the Helix Fossil? Um, and because of Twitch Played Pokemon, I got like this, like, Ammonite is actually really cute. He has like these little tentacles and the... I think he's awesome, and my, my argument for that was the Twitch Plays Pokemon, and there was a lot of debate of like, no, he shouldn't be on the list because Twitch Plays Pokemon isn't that great or wasn't that good, or, but I was like, you guys are missing the point, like, ignore the Twitch Plays Pokemon, like, 
that's just my, that was just my cart, that was just my vehicle to get to why I now have this love for Omanite. So I would probably remove Gengar for the list, but I don't, I would want Jirachi on it. I think Jirachi's really great. Uh, there's a lot of Pokemon that Will had that didn't make the list, like Talonflame, which I'm still not a big fan of, but we'll probably do another one, especially with Gen 7, and I think that will dramatically change people's lists, and I think Mimikyu would obviously be one that makes the top 10 because everyone loves Mimikyu, but yeah. I think I answered your question. I went down this rabbit hole. Of like, That's fine. I, I know some people might call this the podcast, so that makes sense. Uh, yeah, you did answer my question, so thank you very much. I'm just a really big fan. No, thank you. <laughs> And a reminder, I have buttons and, and stuff for everyone after the show. All right, we got probably like four more. Hi. Hello. Um, the question I want to ask is, um, what's your favorite Alolan form so far, and which one do you want the most? Favorite and which one I want the most. Aren't they the same thing? Can I have both? Uh, <laughs> uh, or maybe like, okay, so for sure my favorite Alolan, Alolan form is Alolan Executor. Going back to like the Twitch Plays Pokemon and the Mystery Dungeon argument, I think Execu like Alolan Executor is that for a lot of people. If you would have asked me six months ago if I thought Executor was a Pokemon name I would be mentioning week after week, I would have said you're crazy. Because it's Executor, no one likes Executor. Uh, it's a generation one, it's so old, there are way other more exciting grass Pokemon, but Alolan Executor has won me over. Uh, he's super fantastic. Probably the one I want the most, but if they are not done announcing a Lolan Pokemon, I would love to see like a Lolan Magneton. I think that would be really cool, especially because the steel electric typing and yeah, that's what I would want to see. Magneton I think is really cool and sometimes forgotten. Magnezone is sweet. Uh, I don't, but they've only shown Gen One Pokemon, so I hope they do other generations. But I think they're really trying to hit home on like winning back those people who've only played Gen 1 and then stopped. I think they're trying to win back those people. And I think it's worked with Pokemon Go and stuff. So uh, we'll see. But Alolan Executor, and I would like to see an Alolan Magneton. Thank you. Hi. Hi. <laughs> what's your name? Katie. Katie, what's your question? Um, well, what's your favorite Pokemon out of all of them? Out of all of them? Okay. I always get this question. I never know what to answer because I like so many of them. Uh, I can tell you my least favorite Pokemon first. That's very easy. My least favorite Pokemon is Vasculin. And the reason why is because I always think when a new Pokemon comes out that there's months or years of development and artists are like sweating and they're trying to make sure that all the lines are perfect and the design is perfect and the thought behind it is perfect. And there's actually an interview with some of the creators of Pokemon in, I think it was a Game Pro magazine, maybe three or four years ago. And they said, yeah, we ran out of time with Vasculin and we needed more, we just needed more water Pokemon. So we were like, sea bass are popular in New York, so we made Vasculin. And then we still, did, we still haven't, we still didn't have enough water Pokemon, so we just made two Vasculin. And I was like, you guys have ruined my concept of 
I thought Pokemon were well thought out, but you just rushed Baskelin, and it's not that special. Uh, so that's why I don't really like Baskelin. Uh, I would have preferred a lot of other, like, Baskelin by itself is fine, but the fact that they were like, we didn't have enough water Pokemon, so here's two Baskelin, is kind of like, really guys, you can make one more. Um, but my, probably my favorite Pokemon right now, and it changes depending on my mood or what week you ask me, probably right now it's Chandelure. And uh, I think that's why I like uh, Palosan so much, because I like Pokemon that look like silly things in the world. Like every time I see like a, sh there's no chandeliers in here. Well, kind of. Every time I see a, like a chandelier in real life, I'm like, oh, look at that chandelier. That's not, that's wrong. Uh, but I just think it's a really cool Pokemon. I like that it's Fire Ghost. Uh, I like a lot of things about it. I like Litwick a lot. He's a little candle, really cute. So that's probably my favorite Pokemon. What's yours? Yeah, I see you have like a, a Plusle. So Chandelure. And also Which one was that? Which Pokemon? I see it's a tough question. Fennekin? Yeah, my favorite starter Pokemon is Fennekin, and I really, yeah, and my favorite, or my yeah, favorite Pokemon out of all of them is Kirlia, because it, so I always think of her as my twin, and she's uh, strong and she's cute. Yeah. And she can evolve, and then I go evolve, and I really like it. That's a good choice. Awesome. Cool. Great choices. Thank you. All right, we got two more. Yeah, uh, it's, it's hard getting guests on just because of their schedule, my schedule, and everything. But we got Maryland on twice, so we, we, there are two episodes with Maryland. If you like him, he's, he's a fantastic guy. We've had Joe, who runs Cerebi. I think every Pokemon fan has heard of Cerebi. Uh, he does want to be back on, so my goal is to get him on before Sun and Moon because he's going to be swamped with Sun and Moon stuff. We've had some guys from Bulbapedia on before. Uh, so that's in the works. Uh, right now, uh, I am talking with somebody to have them on this week, but I don't want to say who that is, uh, just because if it falls through, I don't want it to be like, oh, you, you said so-and-so was going to be on. So uh, we do have a new guest coming up, but I sometimes like to find people like outside of the Pokemon world, uh, because those uh, everyone I just mentioned are so invested in Pokemon. It's always interesting to see like, oh, you're... Favorite, your thing to do is like I don't know like League of Legends or Dota, but like you're also like this Pokemon player. Those are just examples, um, but you're also this Pokemon player. So it's cool to see other people's uh, perspectives as well. Um, so that's kind of what I try to do is like 
I definitely want to get like Joe from Cerebi back on, but also try to get like these other perspectives because I think like all of you obviously love Pokemon, but I'm sure you guys also love other stuff. And uh, it's super effective. Has recently been like, hey, let's spend a couple minutes and talk about Soylent, or let's spend a couple minutes and talk about wrestling, or let's because we all love other stuff, and I think that's cool because it it really shows your personality and who you are instead of like. This is Steve. He talks about Pokemon for two hours a week, and then next week he talks about two hours of Pokemon again. And like that's what you guys come for, and that's what you want to hear. But uh, sometimes you want to see like the person behind that, and so that's why like my show gets a little off topic sometimes, and like I'm okay with that. Whereas like when we started the show, it was like only Pokemon, and like that kind of gets stale after a while, or can get, especially when you're. I think we're at like 231 episodes now, so. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it was real bad back then. <laughs> uh, but thank you. All right, last question. Sure. Uh, so our episodes now have been almost two hours long. The, the goal was always like, let's do an hour a week. Uh, but like the last five or six weeks, they've been almost two plus hours, which is fine. Uh, planning wise I usually pick out stuff that morning uh, which yeah I know it's like you, you just plan that morning I usually go through and, and look at all the news and then we base off we base off the news and there's one news article that stands out like recently it's like been Pokemon Go stuff or Pokemon Sun and Moon we move that into like a main topic uh, and then depending on how long that main topic goes because we always take breaks when we take breaks, we decide what we're cutting at that point. So it's like, all right, we're like an hour and a half in. Let's just cut emails. Like, we always have to stick with Pokemon of the Week. I think it's weird ending the show without Pokemon of the Week. So, like, that always makes it. Uh, but Pokemon of the Week is usually based off, like, the news. Like, uh, this week's Pokemon of the Week was Snorlax because we saw pulverizing Snorlax the last week. So it's like, well, let's do Snorlax as Pokemon of the Week because there he is. Uh, so... Doing the show, if it's a two-hour show, we actually probably record for three hours, uh, and then we cut down. If there's a joke I really don't think is funny, we cut it, or if I go off a tangent where I, like, I don't think I made uh, any points, which is most of the time, I, like, cut that tangent, uh, and then I just clean up, because I don't want people listening where, like, oh, there's a lot of pauses, or there's a lot of ums, or there's a lot of, like, sniffles in the mic, like, that drives me crazy when I listen to podcasts, so I, like, try to cut all those, too, but... It takes about like three hours of our morning, and then it takes me, if the show is two hours long, it takes about two and a half hours to edit it, just to go through and clean it up. And I, I don't know, I guess like I'm, I like am too much of a perfectionist. I'm like, oh, like this could be just like half a second shorter right here. And so I spend way too much time on it. But like when, it's gonna, when it goes up on the internet, it's gonna be there forever. So I wanna make sure it sounds right in the, the first time it goes up. So. My Sunday is pretty much all podcast. <laughs> cool. Thank you for your question. Uh, all right, guys. So if you want to follow the show or anything, obviously that's been on the screen for like 20 minutes. Um, so yeah, that's my show. I have buttons and stickers, or just buttons. I don't know why I said stickers. I'm sorry I'm lying to you guys. Uh, so I have buttons based on Team Flare, not Team Flare, Team Valor, Team Mystic, and Team Instinct. Uh, I don't know how we're going to do this. I have two helpers, so. Can help you as well. 
Oh, okay, cool. So I don't know if you want to form into like lines of instinct, valor, and mystic, and then uh, we'll hand them out and you guys can get out. And if you want to say hi or talk afterwards, I'll be out in the hallway hanging out if you have any more questions or just want to hang out. Mystic. All right. So they have like just little business cards and stuff. And then, and then if I run out, I ran out of business cards and then there's just buttons after that. You want instincts? All right.